it's funny how things happen. And not funny like a ha 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 lol. But funny like a hmm. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. But then there's also funny like a I had a feeling. Maybe saw it coming. Never thought it would happen. But here we are. I, when I got divorced, I knew that I would not be single long. When I broke up with my daughter's father, I was so prepared to be like a single mother. And then literally months later, I met, well, I already knew him, but months later, I started dating my ex-husband. And months after that, we were engaged. Once after that, I was married. And I never thought that, you know, I say it all the time. I never thought we would be divorced. I mean, what married couple gets married thinking they're going to get divorced? But in my mind, we were going to be together forever. But forever definitely had an expiration date, which was the year 2019. And in... March, April, 2019, started the process. He moved out. In November, I was in divorce court. First week of December, I got the paperwork with the seal on it. So in my mind, I knew like, okay, well, a couple months, be single, be fine. Well, y'all look. Clearly, we are in the year 2023 and still very much single. I, um, you know, I talked about it on here before, you know, how I had my fun, you know, at time with sad child. And I had moments of just being by myself. And then I get tired of that. And then I start responding to the DMs. I start, you know, calling the folks back and start making plans and thinking that, okay, out of this group, my person is going to be here. So let me just say this. I am absolutely 100% in love with love. I don't know if it's because I'm a Libra. Y'all can say what y'all want. Like, I love the idea with love, but love just doesn't seem to love me. That's what I feel like at times. Anyway. And I say all the time, y'all, I just turn this mic on and just start talking. So, you know, and 98% of the time, this is a straight through. There's no cuts. There's no edits. Um, what I do is what I do. And y'all get a raw, authentic version of Tasha. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like love doesn't love me. So, in my mind, I'm going to stack the deck, right? A couple of episodes ago, I talked about the GM. Y'all, that was my most listened to episode to date. I get the most comments about the GM. I have people that I didn't even listen to this podcast refer to me as the GM. And it's very interesting because literally the day after I recorded, I wrestled and I was like, am I going to put this out? Of course I am. You haven't put it. And then 
leading up to it, you know, I, you know, do what I do to make it ready, you know, to publish. And I felt okay with it. I felt good. I felt empowered. I felt like, yes. But also, like, I want my person. And on the roster, on the team, there was an individual who I thought was my person. And I won't go into too many details um, because literally as I'm recording this, there are still waves of emotion that come. But I thought that like, you know, it doesn't make sense. Lord, this doesn't make sense. But I'm going to enjoy being in his space. But also keeping the team alive because there was there's another person on that that may could be my person but i don't really know because there are challenges there too but but this is this is who i want this is who i feel like is is the space that i want the vibe that i need like he gets me i get to just be i've talked about him um talked about both of them actually um on the the team episode and after it published, I listened to the playback and I thought initially like, this is good. God, this is good. But also I want my person, like the reality is I had a team, but I didn't really want a team. I, I had a team because when I put everything into one person, I was always disappointed. I was always let down. And I didn't want that for me anymore. Y'all, after having the biggest heartbreak of my life, after ending a 15-year relationship, a 14-year marriage, I didn't, I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I, I figured that if I had a team when one fell off, I still had another one and it was okay. Literally after the show published, I was praying and I said, Lord, you know, the team is great. I like the attention. I'm having a good time, but I'm tired. I'm mentally drained. I want security. I want home. And if my person isn't on the team, then I, I need the team cleared. And then it was like, I mean, you ain't got it cleared, but Lord, I just, I just want my person. I just, I just want that 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 home, that space, that vibe, that energy. I want to be for them and them be for me. And then I want us collectively to be for kingdom, to be for culture, to be for community. Because I know whoever I connect with, whoever I partner with, let me rephrase. I know that whoever connects with me, whoever partners with me, whoever I join, um, in covenant with, they just don't get a woman. I mean, albeit <laughs> a fine one at that. They just don't get a beautiful face. They get a beautiful mind, a beautiful soul, a beautiful spirit. I am for community. I am for kingdom. I am for the culture. I want my people to succeed. Anyone that knows me, some people in my circle call me the plug. I really don't like saying that because I really am not because I can't help everybody all the time. But I take pride in the fact that you trust me enough in my ability 
And it's not about people using me because there are some people that don't even know that I have the ability to help them. There are people that know literally what I do, but don't know the extent of my reach. And I want to always put a hand out to help because somebody did that for me. So me joining forces with someone is so much bigger than just me being in a relationship. Again, y'all, I'm not trying to make this preachy, but the scripture says one can put a thousand of light, two can put ten. I, I'm ready for that ten. I'm ready to make the enemy extra scared of me and my person. Like, I'm already a force. Again, you know, we went from scripture. I'm a quote fabulous. I'm a movement by myself. A force when we're together. Like, that's that's the energy that I want. And I said, Lord, you know, this is what I want. And I said, and I don't want to be too specific because I know, I know you can want one thing, but God can want bigger for you. Like, God, I, I can want a townhouse, but God might have a, a four-bedroom house for me. So, God, this is what I want, but whatever is in your will for me, that is what I ultimately want. So I prayed that prayer and like I was telling one of my good girlfriends about it because she's happily married and I adore her and her husband. And it's funny because like I kind of miss, I kind of miss like being a wife because I am a wife. I've always been a wife. So I say that to the Lord and I tell my girlfriend about it and... She's like, okay, girl, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> and literally within days, things start to unravel. And some, some I notice and some I don't. And then I looked up one day and was like, yikes. Like, where's, I haven't heard from this person. I haven't heard from that person. I had a conversation with one person that literally like showed his true colors and, and I wasn't mad at him, but I was like, oh, okay, you're not, you're not for me, but we still cool. I had an interaction with another person um, who I thought had good potential. And then we had an encounter and I was like, no, this is, this is not what I want either. Still cool. You still my, my homie, but like this, this is not what I want either. And then I looked up and I was left with my top two, y'all, my top, my top two. And I said, oh, okay, well, I did ask the Lord to, to kind of clear the roster. I mean, all right, Lord, like you were quick. Like when I be asking you to pay a bill or to, to do something else, you take your time. But that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And that's how me and the Lord talk. I'm not being disrespectful, but like I can talk to him. I have a relationship with him. So that's our rapport. And I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm cool. Um. One person is still very far-fetched in my mind. And it's one of them things where it's like, he makes sense, but I don't know what that is. Or I don't know how this would work. And I don't, I don't want to be with a partner that just makes sense. I want a divinely designed relationship. So, you know... I don't talk to him often, don't see him often. I do love him and he knows that. Um, but he also is a friend. So it wasn't like, a, oh my God, we fell madly in love. It wasn't like that. It was a, it was a genuine love. I care for him as a person. I, I love him. I, he loves me. He cares for me. 
um, but we are not in an exclusive relationship, obviously. Um, I don't know what he does uh, as far as, I'm pretty sure like he entertains other women, he knows I entertain other men, and we're just cool, you know? When we meet up, we meet up. It's okay if I don't hear from him every day. Um, it's okay like if we don't talk all the time. It's one of them things like when we see each other, it's just like we we never dropped off. And then there is, you know, the other person and it's like, I love him. And I don't even know how <laughs> I fell in love with him. I don't even know how these feelings uh, came about, but they're here. And now what? But also, it's a thing where it's just like, it's love, but I'm not sure it's God. And I was feeling this super strong for a while, and I just kept putting it off. Because y'all, I feel like, and again, turn on the mic and just become super transparent. I feel like everybody got somebody. And I know that is not true. I know that's not true. But to me, it seems like everybody has somebody. And here I am striving and trying to thrive and doing the best I can with what I got. And y'all, I'm happy for my friends. I have a one friend, I have one friend um, that is divorced and they're a good friend of mine. And they are, um, they have found and they have connected with who I believe is their person. And I love that for them. It literally makes my heart smile knowing that they are okay and knowing that they have each other. And then there's me. And it's like you go through the, the mindset of like, well, what's wrong with me? What's the matter with me? And there's nothing wrong with me. I mean, there's something wrong with everybody, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not broken. But for a while, that's what I thought. I thought that there was a problem with me. So moving along with the story, I, um, I, I had that thought process and I kept putting it off like, well, maybe, maybe I'm just dismissing it too soon, too soon. And honestly, y'all, I was supposed to let this man go a while ago. And I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. And um, we had a conversation. I sent him a message crying. I'd been praying. And I, I sent him, a, it was middle of the night, early morning. And I, I sent him a message and I was crying and I, um, you know, just all over the place, right? But like, kind of like the podcast. <laughs> and we we sat down later that day, had a face-to-face -face conversation. And we both agree, like, we don't know how we got here, but here we are. Like, now what? Right? And he said to me, he was, he was feeling the same way. And he said, the reality is, you know, this is what it is. And either we're going to have heartbreak now or or have to deal with a bigger heartbreak later. And that thing, like, hit me. And it was just like, yeah, like, you're right. 
and we both kind of looked at each other, looked at each other, and agreed, like, mm, we're gonna take the heartbreak later. Yo, how crazy is that? Like, instead of us breaking tides now, instead of us like walking away now and dealing with the enclosed heartbreak that we have to deal with, the encapsulated, if you will, like it's kind of contained. We're gonna, we're willing to wait <laughs> um, until we get further down the line and deal with the bigger heartbreak. And I can't speak for him, but for me, relationship is so important, whether it's friendship, whether it's a parent, child, a sibling, uh, you know, romantic, colleague, boss. I'm really big on fostering relationships. I'm really big on nurturing them and caring for them. You know, at the end of every episode, I, I say I love everybody. I don't just say that. I mean that. And I don't mean like callous or just, get, you know, just something like loose or lusty or whatever. No, I mean, God has really given me the gift of love. Like, it takes a lot for me to not like you. It takes a lot for me to not want to deal with you. And even those people that I don't like and I don't deal with, guess what? I still have a genuine godly love for them. Because if I am a Christian, I am Christ in the earth. I was made in the image of God, our father and creator. God is love. So how can I not be love? I had a friend say to me um, after she found out, um, which I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I had a friend say to me, like, I'm concerned about you, like, Love won't leave you alone. <laughs> and I said, my response was, it's not, it's not going to because I am love. It's not. It's not going to. And she was concerned because she was like, Tasha, I don't want your heart to get hardened. I don't want you to not be open for love. And I tried to not be open for love. And every time I tried to close off my heart, it just opens right back up. I, I believe it's a blessing and a curse, but, you know, I'll get there. Um, but I, I am love. So I love love. I love to see my friends be in love. I love to see my friends loved on. I, I friend, um, Shanice, everyone's favorite Shanice. She, uh, talks about the love jar, love box, and she'll make, make things like, oh, I got to do so-and-so for my mom. I got to fill her love, love tank. She needs to go get me. Love tank. That's what she says. Sorry, y'all. I'm recording this super early. Love tank. And she talks about how I got to gotta do something for this and I got to do something for my mom. I got to fill a love tank up. And I love that idea because I never thought about it like that. Like, I need to... I, I enjoy putting love in people's love tanks. I enjoy making people feel loved and appreciated and the lord will tell me to like just text somebody this or text somebody that and for a long time i didn't do it because i was like yo that's weird like i'm just gonna text a random person that i haven't talked to in like months or weeks and just be like i love you have an amazing day on purpose like have a purpose-filled day thank you for being you like that's weird but then I realized, like, no, you don't know what people need in those moments. You don't know, like, if their love tank needs to 
be filled to the brim or if it's on E. You don't know. So, um, I, I was afraid to let go. And y'all, literally, days later, I was forced to let go. Literally, days before the week was out, there was an incident that happened where I was forced to let go. Literally forced cold turkey. And I even said uh, to the one particular girlfriend who um, kind of knows the entire situation, I said to her, I said, I don't think this can be a cold turkey situation, but I'm go we're just going to like kind of ease out of it. And days later, y'all, cold turkey was forced upon me. Like I had to do it. And initially, when I realized what was going on, I wasn't upset. I wasn't shocked because I feel like there were like some things earlier in the day. There were some conversations earlier in the day that happened that literally foretold what was going to happen, unbeknownst to me, right? And so when it happened, I was looking back, thinking back, and I was like, wow, like, God, you really, you really like put a pillow under me. Like you really absorbed the shock, which God does with me a lot, a lot. Um, I said that I wasn't going to do an episode about the book and about like um, more details about the divorce, but I think I am only because I'm learning like my story isn't my story. And I think I've said this before, but I will tell y'all on another episode about the time where I knew who my ex was with before he told me or before like I had confirmation. And it took me a while to figure out how or why, but I've learned that God really does look out for me and he does like kind of soften the blow for me because he knows I'm dramatic. So, <clears throat> so yeah, um, I'm sorry, y'all. So that happened. And literally, I've been on this, I don't know what it's called, this wave of stuff for the past couple of days. And I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then I will have these waves of emotion. They will come out of nowhere. Or I won't have any feeling to reach out. And then I'll have this wave of emotion and I'll want to reach out. And then uh, I made the mistake of looking through old pictures, rereading old text messages. And I feel like the next step, honestly, because we're a community, we're, we're rocking together. I feel like the next step is I'm going to have to probably like delete threads, block numbers. Um, and the only reason why I haven't done that yet is because literally there was an incident that happened that prevented me from speaking directly to him. And there has been a light conversation, but not the conversation, if that makes sense. <clears throat> and say what you want about closure. I feel like I've, I'm a strong believer. You do what's best for you, right? So for me, in some instances, I need closure. For some instances, I don't. I'm good. For my ex, it's funny because I never really thought I got the closure that I needed because he was never really fully honest with me, transparent, honest, like that raw emotion. I never got that from him. 
especially in the end. Um, and I think partly is because he didn't really know who he was. Again, another podcast for another day. And with this situation, I'm sorry, so with my ex, it wasn't until probably earlier this year that I got the answers I needed and it didn't even come from him. It came from a very trusted place. And when I got it, it made sense to me. And again, you know, this is not a preaching podcast, but also I am a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. So those threads of Christianity and threads of my faith will always be interwoven in everything that I do. And I am so big on having a relationship with Jesus because when something is said to me that I'm supposed to receive, it, it hits, you know, the church folk will say, you know, I felt a witness super churchy y'all but the church folk that get it get it but it's it's almost like for the non-church it's, it's almost like it just kind of it resonates with you it resonates down again churchy y'all it resonates down in the city of your soul like i had a good girlfriend said out to me the other day and it just that did something to me like i love that kind of carrying on like the the city of your soul like it resonates with your core if you will and when it was told to me it hit me it resonated I felt the witness, all that stuff. And I knew what she was saying was the truth. And that was the closure that I needed. So I believe that, you know, God will give you what you need and sometimes he'll give you what you want to. And in that instance, in that instance I needed it. Not necessarily sure if I wanted it because <laughs> it was some truth in there. But when I got it, I was ready to receive it because it didn't set me back. Right. Like it didn't like send me to a place, a dark spot that I was in when going through my divorce. So I got the closure. So there are times when you'll get it. You'll get closure. There are times when you won't get closure. But divinely, God will give you what you need in that moment. So. I'm at a place now where. I have decided that. I'm going to do it God's way. I am not knocking Christians that date around, have the roster. Shoot, I, I'm, that was me like two episodes ago, three episodes ago. I am, I am not denoting that. I am not backpedaling. I am not. I struggled with doing this particular episode because technically right now, y'all, I am still dealing with the situation emotionally, spiritually, mentally. I am, I am in the thick of it. And these podcasts have become a safe place for me, as crazy as it sounds. I get to process. I get to talk it out. Um, I get my own revelations. Even when I'm preparing, I'm taking notes. I'm I'm reading different quotes, reading different scriptures. You know how I do. And, you know, nothing is scripted. So I have, like, bullet points. And, y'all, I'm looking at my, my paper right now. And I haven't hit probably only one bullet point. So it's... It's helpful for me, so I decided, you know, let me just let me just write, let me just talk this out. Um, and it, it might make the light of day, it might not, but like, let me just talk this out. And I'm still dealing with the situation right now. And, but because I am building community, I'm for community, I don't know who else needs to hear this. And as much as I think I'm the only one dealing with this, I am not. Um, I'm realizing now, and I mean this in the most respectful way, that 
this particular situation was a counterfeit. Not bad, not wrong, not, you know, you know, a horrible situation. He's not a horrible person. He's not like ungodly. He's not like a demon. None of that. I have, I still love him. Like it doesn't go away. I still have feelings for him. I still care about him. Y'all, I miss him like crazy. But also, it's not real. It's not real. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the counterfeit. Something wrong with it. It's just not real. I, I said that he was, he is, he was, he is. The DH gate. Good. Good looking. Got all the points. Got the got the tag. Got the stitching. Got the color. If you put him beside an authentic person, uh, not an authentic, let me let me backtrack. I said earlier it was love, but it wasn't God. Right? In council, it was said to me that God will always send the counterfeit before the authentic one. And that's what I mean when I call him DHD, because y'all know I'm silly, right? So he was everything. He just wasn't authentic. And I don't mean authentic like he wasn't a real person. I mean, he's not my person. And that is the reality that I have to deal with. He's somebody's authentic, but not mine. Counterfeits, again, are not wrong. They're not bad. They're just not the real thing. And I've said it twice already. I'm going to say it again. It was love, but it was not God. And at this point, y'all, I need God. I need the love that God has for me in a person to be God. Because you know, with God, with the God, with the godly love or the love of God that comes with my person, there won't be, there won't be moments of doubt. There won't be moments of insecurity. There won't be the feeling of, you know, dealing with this heartbreak now or later. There won't be the trust issues. There won't be the commitment issues. There won't be an uncertainty. Um, there's a song that I've been listening to and I had to make myself stop listening to it because it was sending me down a spiral um, called Hope Will Have To Do. It's a very short song. Um, Eric Robinson sings it. And it's it's a very sad song. And what God, what, what God has for you, you don't, you know, hope is great. But hope will have to do won't be your song. It'll be a certainty. It'll be a surety. It'll be um, the knowing that I am his and he is mine. There will be the knowing that it doesn't matter who hops in your DM. It doesn't matter who calls your phone. It doesn't matter who texts you anything. It doesn't matter because I am your person. On my best day, I'm your person. On my worst day, I'm your person. And you're my person. Because we won't have time 
me and my person won't have time to deal with trust issues and insecurity and 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 all this other stuff. We won't have time for the the things of that because why? We're we're fighting uh, we're fighting for kingdom, culture, and community. Like we're out here working together. And on top of that, like we're building our foundation, our family, our units. Because I have a child, so I have to like literally connect and combined with his family if he has children all all of that stuff and it's crazy because it's crazy because god will divinely set things up and the last couple of days i just keep hearing divine design divine design and that is what I am focused on right now. God, whatever is in your will for me, divinely set this up because I it is out of my reach and I'm tired because really me having the team, me having the roster, me quote unquote stacking the deck, that is my hand in it. If we're going to be honest, right? Like that is me saying, God, I trust you, but I trust you enough to pick from these five men. Again, not knocking the roster, but at this point, I'm doing away with the team. Well, to be fair, the, de- the team has done away with me at this point because, y'all, I ain't talking to nobody. Again, I have friends, <clears throat> male friends, but, you know, and there's still one conversation that le- that is left to be had. And I don't know, you know, he's my friend regardless. So I'm not putting much stock in that. Um, and again, there are also challenges with that, right? And when it's God... Not saying there won't be challenges, but God is not going to give you something that's going to stress you out. Like, let me say that again, single people, God is not going to give you a stressor. He's going to give you a blessing. He's going to give you what you want, what you need. He's going to give you the tools and a person to further go on with your purpose. That becomes your purpose, his purpose, and then y'all purpose together. So at this point, I'm saying, okay, God, I'm doing away with the team, the organization, if you will. Because even though I was the GM, God is the owner. And he makes the decisions. So we're going to disband the team. And then God, instead of you picking out of these five, these six guys, you have a world. Literally a world of people. I don't know how many people in this world, billion, trillion, gazillion, I don't know. But you have a, a, a world of people and in your divine wisdom and in your divine design of life, you can have my person be in Timbuktu, Australia, Paris, Canada, child, I don't know, Southeast Baltimore, Northwest Baltimore, I don't know. And you can have them cross my path at any moment, any day. And again, I'm at this point, I'm tired, y'all. I'm not looking. I'm not. I have decided to focus on Tasha. I've decided instead of waiting for someone to fill my love tank, I'm going to fill it. Because just like a, like a car, I can't wait. When I bought a car, my daddy had one rule. Don't ever call me because you out of gas. That was his rule. If we needed help with insurance or car payment or whatever... 
talk to him. He would be willing to help us out. You know, thank God, you know, me and my sister, we've always worked. So we've always been self-sufficient because that's how my parents raised us. But his rule was don't ever call me because you're out of gas. You can call me for an accident because accidents happen. You can call me if the car break down because that happens. Again, you can call me if you know you short and you know we got to figure out something, but don't ever call me if you ran out of gas because that's your responsibility. It's your car. You can control putting gas in your car. So as an individual, this is my life. I am in control of filling up my love tank. It is daunting to me. It is so daunting because, you know, I'm this social butterfly. I'm always outside. Y'all heard of my friends think I'm famous. I'm not. <laughs> but like people always assume like I have somebody. But it is my responsibility. It is Tasha's responsibility to take care of Tasha. So I have decided to fill up my love tank in different ways. I'm going back to the journaling. That's how I wrote my first book. Dealing with the divorce. I just started writing every day. And the way my mind works, I was literally writing it like a book. And I wasn't even trying to write a book. And I let uh, my therapist at the time read it. And she was the one that was like, yeah, you should write a book. But again, we'll talk about that later. Um, so I started journaling again. I've decided that in the mornings, uh, in the mornings, it used to be my time with God where I would pray. I would read a little bit of whatever book I'm reading. I would journal. I'm literally like two hours in the morning. I would get up early on purpose to spend time with God. And I got away from that. And I was neglecting me. And it can, it can be argued that, you know, because I neglected me and focused on everybody else, you know, maybe that's how I was able to kind of, you know, fall or not even fall, but how I was able to entertain someone. Um, and again, he's not a bad guy. He's a great guy. But again, challenges and as much, as much as I wanted it to be him, I have to come to the realization that it's not him. It was love. It wasn't God. And I, I'm still dealing with that even in this moment. Because my heart wants one thing, but everything else is like, Tasha, get yourself together. Because the person that God has for you is waiting. And not waiting for me to go find him. No, no, no. He's waiting for me to get myself together so he can come into my life. Whether I know him or not, whether I'm aware of who he is or not, I don't know who he is. But whoever he is, his presence will not be made known to me until I get myself together. And for the longest time, I would start the process of, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to use the cliche of like self-healing, self-journey, identity, because I know who I am. I know who I'm called to be. I know that I am called, but there's fear there. There is some insecurities there. And I have to get to a place where I am okay with who and what I'm called to be. I am okay with being quote unquote hero support, being the admin, being the administrator, but also being in the mic and talking and being transparent and, and doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do. Making the phone calls in uh, the executive world that I'm supposed to make. Like right now I'm on some projects that I'm, and my mind, I'm like, why am I on these projects? 
like literally right now, there are some phone calls, there are some meetings I have to have. And I'm like, why am I in these meetings? But I'm in these meetings because I'm training. I am God is preparing me for what's next. And I have to be comfortable with being in the boardrooms, with being in the conferences, with um with with speaking, with putting myself out there, with with saying, you know, what I hear um to help somebody else. I had a phone call last week. Somebody asked me to do something, and I'm not going to say what it was, but they asked me to do something. I was like, no, respectfully, that's not me. That's not my call. Well, I'm not, I didn't say that's my call. I said, respectfully, no, that's not what I do. And as soon as I sent the text, I felt convicted. And the Lord was like, girl, what? What? So now if they come back, it's going to be, I'm going to have to yes. But, um, but I have to be comfortable with the Tasha that God sees. And my prayer has always been, God, show me the Tasha that you create. I think I said that on a previous podcast. Like, show me, show me that Tasha. And he is. And now that I'm seeing it, I'm like backing away from the mirror. But you don't get to do that. And I'm learning that when I'm saying things and when I'm asking God for things, God is responding to me. So it's like, you know, Tasha, you know, I feel like you know, I don't have anybody and God is not hearing my prayers, but that is not true. He does hear me because I'm asking for things and I'm telling him things and I'm, I'm pouring my heart out to him and he is responding. So if he's responding to the other things, why don't I think he's responding to my prayer for my person? There's a reason he, he's responding to me, but I need to be ready. I need to be ready. When you ask God for things, are you ready for what you're asking him for? So I've made the conscious decision to prepare myself, whatever that looks like. And I'm not saying that the previous person, I'm not saying that he'll never be my person. Or I'm not saying he's even not. I don't know. I don't think he is. He might be. And if that's the case, then Lord knows I ain't ready. He ain't ready. Okay. So we both got work to do. But I ain't preparing myself. But I can't worry with that. That is not my problem. My problem is not to worry about anyone else's preparation. My problem is to worry about my problem, my preparation. And that is what I am doing in this moment. I'm loving on Tasha. I am remembering Tasha because I get forgotten about. And it's not no one else's responsibility to remember me, but me. So I can't get mad when I feel like I'm not being remembered or I'm not being thought about or I'm, or I'm forgotten about. I can't get mad at nobody but me. I am my responsibility. Nobody else's. And guess what? When I get my partner, that's not his responsibility either. It's it'd be nice if he takes I mean, it's nice when he does care and does do things like that'll be great. But my happiness is not on him. My love tank is not on him. It's great. My sister, y'all, my sister filled my tank up a couple weeks ago. She followed me to the gas tank because y'all know I hate pumping gas. And she was going to pump it, but then she pulled out her car. Wait, man, sis. But guess what? That ain't her job. That is not her job to pay for my gas. That is not her job to fill my tank. I appreciate it. And God knows I enjoyed every bit of that tank of gas, okay? But at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. And I am so concerned about my singleness. And I let it consume me. And it wraps me up and it, it had a chokehold on me, as the young kids say. Had me in a chokehold. 
And I'm at a place in my life where I want what God wants for me. Even if it makes me uncomfortable. Because y'all, this is uncomfortable. There are nights I struggle. And it ain't about sex all the time. And it's not about, you know, just that the the physicality of it. Loneliness is real. And it will put you in a depressed state. It'll have you calling people you know you shouldn't be calling. It'll have you having conversations you know you shouldn't have. I have a good friend, a great friend of mine, I've reached out to not long ago. And once I sent the text, and it wasn't nothing nasty, so y'all calm down. I sent the text like, hey, I'm not in a good space. You know, are you busy? And as soon as I sent it, I felt convicted. Like, girl, what are you doing? And it wasn't about him coming over or anything like that. But it was about just that that attention, that wanting to be seen, wanted to be heard. But I don't, that only lasts for a moment. It's like a drug. And now I feel like I'm in detox. I am in male attention detox. <laughs> like, I'm in it like... I don't, I don't need that. Like, I am at the place where I don't want a temporary fix. I just don't want love. I want it to be God. And I am willing to fully submit to the process because, y'all, I, I would go through it and then I would, I would divert. I would abort the process. And now I want to go through it because I am holding up my destiny. I am holding up my process. I'm holding up my partner's destiny because I believe there's a person specifically and divinely designed for me. And the longer I abort process, the longer I am taking for us to get to where we need to be because y'all, we got work to do. I got work to do. He got work to do. And we got work to do together. For what? Kingdom, culture, community together and I am submitted and I am committed to this process to the to get what God has divinely designed for me. I am okay at this moment. But full transparency, y'all, some moments I'm not okay. I'll be driving in my car and we'll just break out in tears. But I gotta, I gotta keep going. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. It sucks. But I gotta keep going. The cross wasn't easy. The cross was hard. The cross was painful. But Jesus kept going. He died. He didn't have to. It was a decision. And my bishop, and y'all know I love my pastor, my bishop said, a decision will get you in and a decision will get you out. I made a decision to love a man that I knew wasn't my person. I thought he was. I ain't going to hold you. I really, I really thought that this man was my person and I didn't understand why or how it could be. But that's what I led myself to believe. But in the reality the reality of all of it is, he wasn't mine. I made a decision, though, to go in. And now, 
I'm making the decision to go out. If our paths cross again, they cross. If they don't, they don't. Either way, I'm going to be okay. And so is he. I don't wish him any ill will. I don't wish him anything wrong, any hate, any bad. I want the best for him. I want God's best for him. This is, this is painful. This is hurtful. And, and I, want, I want everybody to be okay in this life. I want what God wants for me. And I, I, I want God's best for me. And sometimes, y'all, we don't even know what that is. Today, I'm ending with a scripture. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. And it's Psalm 138 and 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Please be encouraged. That thing that is the concern of your heart, that thing that we're so worried about, the word, him, the word itself says the Lord will perfect it. The Lord's going to make it right. The Lord's going to fix it. Take solace in knowing, be comforted in the fact that whatever is concerning you, God is going to make it right. God is going to perfect it. I talk all the time about the different, I talk all the time about, you know, perfection and how it like really had me. And I'm learning the difference between perfection and excellence. The only person that can perfect a thing is the Lord. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I appreciate y'all taking this journey with me. This podcast is also a part of the divine design of God. I love everybody. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.